So once more we are um, in different locations, um, and I think since last time we we've learned quite a lot about technology, uh, like everybody else, I think. So um, welcome to to this episode. And uh, as usual, Bart doesn't know what I'm starting with, but um, a question that came to me this morning, and maybe it's helpful to know that it's the beginning of uh, Easter weekend. So for most people, that means some kind of relaxation, I hope, uh, and, and perhaps some kind of break. So the question that came to me this morning is, what is a break? Mm. So what is a break for you? And what's a break for, me? for you? Yeah, and then I guess for others, just to think about what, what, what really, what does it mean to have a break? What is a break? Yeah, well, I can tell you what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> what are you having a break from? Uh, this is going to be my last Zoom, I think, of the day. Um, by the way, it's uh, Good Friday, the 10th of April, and it's 7 o'clock in the morning UK time. So when I say it's the last Zoom of the morning, it's also the first Zoom of the morning. <laughs> uh, um, so I'm going to be off Zoom uh, pretty much the whole day. And today is all, yeah, I'm going to spend most of it in solitude while my son is around somewhere, but he keeps to himself anyway. So I'm going to read and study and listen and write and, um, watch things around trends, opportunities, life after Corona, big picture, long term. Uh, because that's uh, something that I haven't done because I've been so extremely busy. So for me, the break is from meetings, primarily coaching and facilitating group coaching for, in my case and, uh, online, of course, and, um, and going into some kind of more deep work mode. Yeah. And that for me is something I truly look forward to. So that's a break from the other stuff. What about you? So, um, in the last couple of weeks, traveling hasn't been an option, uh, which means I, like everybody else, have been in the same location for, for very long. I'm lucky because I really like my apartment in Stockholm. Uh, so that's not, that's not a problem, but I do need a break in, um, in the, um, habit of being at home in my apartment. So for me, the break is changing location. And I realized that that's not something I usually need a break from because it happens automatically in, in the way that I lead my life. So now to have a break from, from this. So I'm still in Stockholm in my apartment and go to the countryside and change location. That is a break in itself. And just like you, and I think we made this pretty, uh, almost contracted this during the week that we both needed a break from zoom. Mm. So I don't mind talking, of course. So I, I'm sure you and I will also talk, but there's something about watching a screen um, mm. and having, having the meetings the way that we now had them with everybody, uh, be it uh, coaching or group facilitation or be it with, with friends it seemed to be a screen with a face on it and, uh, and talking. And I think I need also a break from that and uh, move a little bit more. So the break from 
being in one place and being a little bit too still, although I do my exercise, is, is probably the most important part for me this time. Being outside, different location, no video. Um, let's not get too much into how Sweden is different compared to the rest of the world, but uh, you know, uh, you are aware of how lucky you are that you can do that, right? <laughs> Most of us can't even leave. Uh, and, and people that, you know, want to go to the countryside are actively discouraged to do that. They're I, actually I officially know. not allowed. It's so, so interesting. It's yeah. very, very interesting to be connected to Sweden right now from my point of view to just see how, how different you guys do it. But anyway, let's not, uh, let's not get too much into that because we could spend a long time and we have spent a long time talking about that. Sure. Sure. So I'm not going to give my opinion on any of it. Um, no. It is what it is. Right. And then we'll find out at some point whether it was good or bad yeah so, so my um, just to 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 finish off on so because I, i'll just say one more thing about what i'm doing this weekend because it, it sounds like i'm just going to spend the whole weekend studying and so on absolutely not tomorrow i'm not going to do any of that i'm going to do a i think it's a two and a half or three hour breathwork session with with my brother online so he's running a uh a longer Wim Hof breathwork session i'm going to do a long meditation i'm going to go for probably a long walk or a run uh so tomorrow is all going to be about you know no screens but even no technology it's just going to be a lot of exercise and internal work and relaxation really and i've got my three thousand piece jigsaw that i started last weekend and i haven't actually looked at the whole week so it needs a bit of attention for me <laughs> so what this is all about really um is um the idea of radical self-care where i think breaks from whatever we need breaks from is is really important um so when i say radical self-care i before this pre-corona uh, i had defined it as um you know, my minimum would be what I called uh, four times 10. So 10, 10, 10, 10. And it's 10 minutes of small pieces of, of self-care that I know works for me. So it's almost like a recipe. So my minimum would be 40 minutes every morning. It doesn't happen all the time. But for me, that includes meditation. It includes uh, yoga or some kind of physical um, attention to whatever it is that I choose to do. It, uh, it involves, uh, a selected input. And by that, I mean reading or listening to something that I have deliberately chosen. And, um, the fourth thing is to, um, to reflect, to, to, um, define my intention for the day. Mm. So what normally happens is that I, I kick this off and I end up doing much more in one of them. And I, I sometimes don't do one of them. But the intention of having the four, it it's kind of comes from the self-care aspect, I think, to mm. kick off the day. So what you are describing here, just pick up on a few points, is, um, well, two things really. One is, uh, this was all pre-corona. This becomes even more important now in the, in the current situation. To, uh, on the one hand, be very intentional about this or deliberate. Uh, and much more so than in the past, we need to be very deliberate and intentional about radical self-care. And, um, and the second point is routines. 
So it routines helps you to be deliberate. So um, a routine means something like, I'm going to do this three times a week, or I'm going to do this every morning or, you know, so, and I think it's important to, to be quite structured about that, be quite deliberate about it. Otherwise it's just life takes over. It's extremely difficult to get things done for a lot of people these days. So if you don't focus, if you don't, if you're not deliberate about radical self-care, then it just gets pushed away. Yeah. What was interesting when uh, we went into this very unusual situation a few weeks back is that for me, um, all the routines were up in the air. Mm. Quite interesting. So everything was shaken around and changed around. And uh, like everybody else, my, my first immediate need in the morning was to watch the news. Mm. Um, and what happens after that, you know? Mm. It's very hard to, for me, it was very hard to meditate after I watched the news mm. because I, I, if I reflect on myself, what happens is my sympathetic nervous system got activated. So I got all, you know, alert and wanted to do things. So I started doing things, which in my case ended up being, uh, emails, um, any kind of preparation work wise or, activities in in my apartment so it could be also cleaning and washing up but the, the need to do something and not want to be in reflection or in my inner space or um my self-care mood i suppose yeah yeah so um i think it's important to acknowledge how difficult this is in these times so spoken to quite a few people about this over the last three weeks or so and um I'm, I'm hearing from quite a few people that it's a very difficult balancing act at the moment to get, you know, everything done. And for some people, quite a lot of people that I've been speaking to, the self care bit comes last. So there is work. I mean, work for many people is more intense than ever before. It's things that we have talked about uh, already in the previous podcast episode um but this whole working from home thing is is very intense can be very intense and for people that are in the front line of of dealing with uh this crisis which most of our clients and friends are um it's very intense and it's long hours then second for many many people children are at home so if they have children at home then there is this whole schooling work schooling um, homeschooling environment uh then you do want to be there to support others apart from the people that work and your perhaps your clients and your partners that you work with there's uh, the, your parents that you may want to speak to more than you normally do or your friends and everybody wants a piece of you and then what 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 you end up with is no time to look after yourself and we have all i think we have in more or less we have experienced that so uh, our our message to people has been you need to really put self-care right at the front of that list it needs to be your highest priority and we've been saying and you know you might have seen it in other places but you know the 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 flight attendants would say you put your oxygen mask on first before you help others um 
that's exactly what we're talking about here. How can you, how can you be of service? How can you be kind? How can you be empathic? How can you lead others? Uh, if you're not look, looking after yourself first. And I think we know quite a lot of people that just want to help others, want to be kind to others, want to look after the people they manage, for example. And those people find this very hard. So I think it's important to, to position that within the current situation, acknowledging how difficult it is to look after yourself, to be doing those things that are good for you. And that it's important that you do that because you can't really be there for others if you don't do this for yourself first. I think part of this is um, the expectation you set on yourself. You may not even be aware of, of them. Um, so the reflection, the, the deliberate intention setting perhaps is even more important now than in a more normal situation. So all of a sudden we are in a very stressful situation and everybody else is too. So work personal life, um, society, world, everything is, is uh, at the moment being enormously um, tested in a, in a way. And if you are the kind of person who would normally service others or, or help out, all of a sudden there is no end to what you can do unless you, you set your expectations for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that perhaps people are doing a little bit too much in terms of uh, some of the people I know. Um, and by that, I mean, they do it at the cost. The cost is too big uh, and it's not sustainable. So you can do that for a while, but I think we're in this for, for long term. So if you want to be able to, to service or be of help long term, you need to look at sustainability long term. So I think we're back into the, uh, you know, the um, uh, comparing it to uh, um, running a marathon. And how do you how do you prepare for that? And how do you make sure that you last and set the expectations after your your resources and be aware of your resources, be they, you know, energy or be they financial or be they something else yeah so uh what are some examples of radical self-care would you say i think you can look at it from um if you think if you think about the human being if you think about yourself i think there is, there is something for every layer, if you like. There's something for the body. There's something for the mind, something for the emotions, something, um, for your relationships. So there, there are many, you can come from so many different angles. Um, and I do think we need to look after everything. So look at the immune system, for example, the immune system that is so important these days. How do you, what kind of self radical self care is necessary for a healthy immune system? And, and there we have everything around exercises and finding the right type of exercise these days, whatever is available to you, I think, um, to get the mo- body to move. And perhaps we need to pay more attention to what that is these days. So maybe you need to change your exercise routine if it before was, you know, an hour, three times a week, because you were moving quite a lot between work and home and picking up children and other activities, going out for grocery shopping and so on. All of that might be gone now. So you need to 
to in include more deliberate exercise than your one hour uh, three times a week. Yeah. So uh, one example of that is the, um, and we've talked about it quite a lot in the last few weeks, is this uh, idea, we, you know, something that you and I have done for many years and included also with our clients is the walk and talk. So is there, if you spend your life on Zoom, uh, like us uh, now, then can you look at your calendar for the day and see whether there's one meeting or two meetings, which perhaps is a one-on-one -on -one, that doesn't have to be on Zoom? And it could be both of you would be walking in a park. Um, it is not the same park, you know, together, but you're both on the phone and you've got your headphones in and you can have a call and you just make some notes. If you need to make notes, you make them on your phone. And um, I think it's just, it's quite easy and it's almost a no brainer. Why not? Right. So you, you're still working, you're still doing your, your calls, but you take them while you're out walking. If you can. So, um, so that's the body, right? Exercise is obviously very important for the body, but also for the mind and emotion. So it sort of ticks a lot of boxes. In terms of nutrition, um, it, there's sort of, it might be sort of a bigger point actually than just nutrition. There's sort of a distinction between sort of treating yourself and doing what feels good and doing what knows that's good for you, but doing what you know that's good for you. I think there's two different things. So sometimes I think we just need to treat ourselves, although it's, we know it's not good for us. We need to do what we know is good for us. Hopefully also something that makes us feel good. So to give an example, you know, last night I'd done my many hours of zoom. I'd done my um, exercise on my indoor bike. And I just, as you say in English, you, I kick back with a bottle of beer. Uh, on my terrace in the sun. So, you know, I know that if I drink a lot of alcohol, that's not particularly healthy for my brain and certainly not for my immune system. So I drink actually, well, probably less than I already did. But, you know, to sort of give yourself the treat of, you know, sitting in the sun with a beer is actually very nice. And it's like, for me, that, for me that's also radical self-care to just give yourself that that freedom to do that once in a while. But But at the same time, if you do that five or six times in an evening, you go back to, you know, you, you're drinking um, uh, so much that it impairs your immune system and your brain. Then that, it doesn't, that might still feel good because your, your mind is telling you that you want more alcohol, but it's not actually good for you. So it's two different things. And so we need to do both. We need to sometimes do something that's feeling good and sometimes allowing ourselves to do that. And then, and then most of the time we just need to be a little bit more mindful of what is good for us. And in terms of, um, an, a break or, or, a self care for the mind, I know we've talked about mindfulness, uh, attention and meditation in the past. So another entry to looking after the mind, which is also actually connected, I think to well being, is, for me to um to listen to music and do nothing else so not just have the music on in the background when i do things and enjoy the music at the same time as i do other things but actually put my attention completely to the music and let the music be my focus and actually everything and combine if you want to combine that with movement dancing would be the obvious for me 
um, and was so beautiful with with dancing. And this might feel weird, so I think I would actually promote explore this if you haven't done it already to dance with the music on your headphones on your own and uh, see if you can stop judging yourself. So if you if you uh, go all in the music in the musical experience and just let the body follow it's a pretty cool experience i find uh that i perhaps well i i guess i would do that from time to time anyway but now i just feel that the musical experience together with the movement if you are a little bit collapsed in your energy and in your body because of how you're working and the news intake uh, throughout the day this gives a perfect release this is a perfect break for both mind and body at the same time. Even I have done it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, not not with the headphones, but I I bought some nice speakers for my flat and uh, oh, and uh, so and that's actually that reminds me of another point, which is uh, shopping. Um, that that is another one, right? It, make, it can make you feel really good uh, as long as you don't overdo it. I think it it ticks quite a lot of boxes, actually. I think. If you can buy some stuff that you need for your work environment. So for me, buying those speakers was something that I wanted to do anyway. And, but I'm never really in my flat too long, long enough to, to, uh, because I'm always traveling. So, so I've started to, there's a word for this nesting, make my flat really, really nice. So I bought some speakers and yes, I've been dancing. The other thing is like, you know, the, uh, buying a screen or, 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 a nice chair to sit in or whatever it might be that makes you feel good. Not just because you need it because you're going to be in this situation for quite a while longer, or at least you should prepare for, to be in this situation to, for, to be a quite, quite a while longer. Um, it's nice to shop. We all know it's nice to shop. Now we can't go to shops. Well, in most countries, but we can still buy things. And, um, and, uh, and I think that also makes me feel good sometimes. It's just to buy a few catches. In my case, it's all technology because that is what I buy. But it might be other things for other people. Okay, let me go the other way from from that. So that's, uh, and I think they're both actually uh, giving us dopamine. So shopping is is known for giving yeah. you a dopamine kick, but also decluttering. So when you start tidying up and um, organizing a cupboard or a box or a room there is something very rewarding by that so again it's having a plan complete the plan and be done with it uh, which i believe is, is for me it feels like a dopamine kick i feels re- it feels really really good so to somehow get organized in the physical environment uh, we talked about this before so we're pulling it together i think but to get organized in the physical environment it it, it kind of helps us to get organized in the mind something very satisfactory about it. Yeah. So, um, so we wrap up. So what are some practical things? Actually, there's one more thing before we wrap up that I realized that is really important to, to me, maybe more to me than to you. I'm not sure, but I realized, um, actually it became really clear to me back in January. So again, pre Corona, how important the value of beauty is to have a beautiful environment around me. And, and I know um, many people pay a lot of uh, effort to make their homes beautiful, but it might be 
maybe now to do that little extra because we're so much in the same place. So whatever makes your space a little bit more beautiful may actually also help you to feel better. So it helps you with self-care. So maybe you can treat yourself more to, I don't know, if it's flowers, which it might be in my case, or something else that just, you know, appeal to your sense of beauty. It's actually another point that um, it's not really relevant to you or me, I think, but it's relevant to a lot of people that people that are now constantly with others because the whole family is at home. Um, you really need to find opportunities for solitude. That's really important in self-care is that you just spend some time alone and that for introverts is a, is a given and, and introverts that are now, I say, stuck in a, in a house with the whole family. Um, yeah, I know technically they're your loved ones, but they can be very, very annoying if you have them the whole day. Um, so you need to take a break from your loved ones, if you like, and, and seek some solitude in particular when you're an introvert, but also when you're an extrovert. This should be part of self care. So, um, wrapping up. Yeah. 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 I think so. So, so um, I think so. And so in the wrap up, I suppose self care can also change. It's not just, I know I said that I have a bit of a recipe and a routine from before, but I also think it's really important to listen, listen to your own needs. So you need to check in with yourself to see what, what, what are your needs? So what will make you feel a little bit better? What do you need to look after yourself and, and design that recipe if it's, uh, you know, daily, weekly, whatever, but be aware of it. Yeah, so it's part, so part, partly, I think what we're saying is that to be deliberate, you do have to do some planning. So to create a day structure or a week structure to, to build in to your plan, the specifics of radical self care. So that might be an hour walk by yourself or it might be whatever, right? So everything that we talked about. Um, and then, and also you may want to leave some stuff to chance. So, um, you know, all of a sudden a, a Zoom with friends or whatever, something that, that you didn't expect to happen and that, and that, uh, that comes in that actually makes you feel good. But I think, although I really quite like this sort of the freedom of living in the moment and not planning, I do think we do need more planning in these days than we otherwise would. So that's probably tip number one is to create some structure or create some plan around this on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, building your breaks, building your self-care and so on. So on that happy note, you are packing up to have a bit of a break from Zoom. I'm packing up to, to leave the city for the countryside. Um, yeah. Okay. So well. looking at um, my... My, my list here. So we, we've been, um, talking about the space. So setting up a functional workspace. We talked about minimizing distractions and that's very personal depending on your space and who you are, what distracts you. Having some ground rules. If you have a team, working team so that you create, agree and share some of, of those rules together. Work schedule, basically mm -hmm. making a plan and, and sticking to it even more. Important perhaps and now is your personal discipline even more so when you're working in your own space at home and some, you know, uh, 
just reminders, I think people know this, around virtual meetings because we have so many of them now. Mm. And uh, perhaps what gave rise to um, to having this discussion in the first place, people's concerns around social connections and breaks, the fact that you look after yourself, the well-being around socializing, the well-being around taking proper breaks and do something meaningful in those breaks. Mm. Um, so to be deliberate about that. Yeah, and I think we might well do a separate uh, uh, episode on the on the sort of mental well-being, emotional well-being of working at home, because there's a lot more to say about that. But I think we're probably done now I, in terms of time. I, just wondering whether we should say anything. I mean, we started by saying that you and I sit in a alone in a flat. What about when you have lots of people around you? So um, I. I I mean, I think if you are working from home and your uh, uh, spouse is there too, and there might be a couple of children because the schools are closed, you uh, just like you would be making clear agreements and crown rules with the team, uh, you also need to make clear agreements and crown rules with your family, I think. So if one is looking after kids, the other one might be on a work call. Um, if the sixteen and eighteen like mine, then you just agree with them that you know this quiet time, um, or we're going to agree to you know now have a cup of tea for ten or fifteen minutes together. So make make those agreements also when you um, are working from home. Remember, this is this is quite a stressful time to all of a sudden spend so much time as a family together. It's actually pretty pretty stressful. We might come back to that as well. In the, in the very well. So, wishing everybody um, a, a good day wherever wherever you are, and um, yeah, 